Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Uh, uh, Welcome to the new studio. So glad to have you here. Thank you, Eileen. Thank you for having me. Because this is going to be the Eileen Mark show. (laughs) As it should be. Oh, hey, everyone. We're actually sitting down for the first time in our new studio. And uh, I'm kind of wondering... Um, why am I looking up to you a little bit? I'm I'm six two. I'm sitting on Did three you? phone books. <laughs> you, you Just sure? because I felt like I was sitting too low. Okay. Too much? No, no. I I like no, I like looking level. up to you. We're looking at each other eye level. Okay. Or All right. you're gonna have to just sit up taller. Oh. You're looking at my hair. Is my hair? No, right? your hair's fine. I'm okay. just love it. Okay. Uh, well. You guys, uh, pretty exciting. We're just going to talk story with you. This is, I think I have so many conversations at home or in the truck or mm-hmm. wherever we thought we're just going to invite you in. So we just got off the phone with Jeff Teagues, our COO, and it looks like, you know, we're going to be adding to the ministry a CFO. We've grown to that point where we definitely need that. And, um, not we, CFO, COS. Chief of staff. Oh. Chief of staff. Not, That's right. Not chief financial officer. That's right, because we <coughs> actually have that. Yeah. Uh, and it's, um, the other thing that's very cool that he texted me is that we have one of our associate members, Chuck Holton, a uh, great brother, flying down to Columbia. And y'all keep him in prayer mm-hmm. as he's been working to help us establish Another safe house in Columbia, such a great need, and uh, and then as soon as we work some things out, then we'll be flying down to sign paperwork on either buying a, a ranch, a hacienda, or you know we've talked about even buying a, an old hotel, you know, uh, apartment building because the need is so great. So you got to imagine when Venezuela collapse uh and people started fleeing uh, the the poverty is so abject there that girls without even having a pimp will sell themselves uh and we were there we saw it we helped get a few off the streets and uh protect them from just uh, the evil that will seize upon them well uh, and for those who have children right they're oh going to yeah. I mean, didn't you say eight dollars is yeah. what? Yeah. So uh, that that's desperation. Yeah, a fifteen year old was carrying a baby, and she sells herself for eight bucks an hour. Yeah. So we actually got her and the baby, um, and a friend of hers, and we drove into the darkest, the darkest ghettos I've ever been to, and we had to move in, and then out, I, and I couldn't believe what they were living in. And then we we immediately provided housing, security, safety, everything for them. 
But uh, you're going to be going down with us yes. the next time. I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. Um, adjust your mic right there if you're going to talk to me. Yep. Okay. Doing good on those phone uh, books? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what else is going on here tomorrow? Tomorrow, we are actually doing our first uh, women-owned business all-day training. Yeah. So I'm excited because a lot of these women actually carry, but we're going to offer them some ground skills, jujitsu, yep. uh, stand-up, how to defend themselves. Totally. And not just using other weapons, but things that they actually have in their business that they can use as self-defense. We're going to be doing blade work. Hey, yes. And simulations with guns. Yep. And um, situational awareness. Situational awareness. We have a police officer, detective coming out to yeah. help them kind of, you know, role play and ask questions and all this stuff that yeah. it's just good to know. You guys, one of our, I mean, one of our mantras here at All Things Possible, something that you and I have lived by, is be prepared, not paranoid. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to have to develop a... Uh, a plan from nothing in a moment of high stress and danger. You want to have some, you, you want to have your tool belt on, meaning I've prepared, I've trained, this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is not necessarily step A, B, and C. It can be A, D, G, T, whatever's needed in the moment, but at least respond. So we're excited about that. And that's here at the Colorado based headquarters of all things possible, our training center, which is our ministry headquarters. And uh, we hope as time allows and we grow our staff and training, teaching, we'll be able to have more and more folks here. Now, I'd like to put in a little commercial okay, for our upcoming men's event. So this is May 21st here in Colorado Springs. Um uh, year 2022 in case you're listening to this next year but this is a men's event we've heard from the men for years saying please put on an event for men your style so we are partnering with kingdom men's gathering offering Sontag, and we are going to do this big time here in colorado springs may 21st at the fort carson army base that's a twist uh so uh, you just have to pre-register. Yeah, go to the website is called kmgfortcarson.com, F-O-R-T. Um, and you can register there or just send us an email, info at victormarks.com. Victor Marks with the next. So let me tell you why I'm excited about this because this is one thing I'm out of the house for that a day? we've been talking. It's only a day. Okay. Uh, so we, we've been talking about our, our culture, yeah. and it has slid down morally so rapidly that we've had conversations about this. Yeah. Who's really responsible? Is it the men that need to step up, or is it the, the women? women? So here's what our conversations have been, and I think we both agree that it's the men. The men are called by God as a mandate, first of all, to love their wives as Christ loves the church. Yes. And they are to raise their children as under the Lord. Yes, again. So what happens when 
husbands don't do that, first of all, with the wives, what happens? Well, the wives are supposed to submit to the man. But the breakdown happens, I believe, right there. That's the foundation. I do, because, I mean, actually, when we were in the 80s, when we got saved, uh, you know, that was part of our basic marriage kind of plan. Uh, you know, submit to one another, then wives submit to your husband. He has to make the kind of decision. And then all it's the submit world word went crazy. We saw people abusing that. And uh, Well, I didn't like that word. But you're from California. But I'm, I'm also, I came from a family where it wasn't modeled. No. So my dad did not love my wife as Christ of the church. Wait, he, he say that again. Your dad didn't my love dad your My dad did not love my mother yeah. the way Christ loved the church. Yeah. Well, because he didn't know Christ. So that, you know, everything hinges on that. Right. So divorce, family blows out. So. Uh, no, I, I agree. I, I agree. But to do it God's way, it's just not cross the T and dot the I and boom. Uh, there's got to be grace. There's got to be love behind it. And. Um, so, so this is what we're talking about. Yes. The expectation from wives are like, man, you need to lead. And then the men are either passive or they can't get the reins back from the wife. Right. Because here's what happens naturally. What? When a man does not lead, guess what? The woman will. Oh, heck yeah. And it becomes a very dysfunctional, and we, I think we've described it as a two-headed monster. Yeah. You cannot have two people trying to lead a family. Do you remember? Oh, my goodness. That was one of our biggest struggles. Do you remember? remember? I remember. I remember. Remember? That was one of our biggest struggles because, honestly, Victor, you didn't really know how to lead. You, I know well, you loved God. Turn these cameras off. And you wanted to. Or keep them on. But listen. You, you want to have an arm wrestle? Honestly, Victor. I will. What was your example? You you want, you, what was you want your example? Don't tell me he, here's what's leave. amazing, Victor. God taught you how to do that. <laughs> Honey, no teary eye. <laughs> I'm not teary eyed. <laughs> but, but you know what? I I mean, it's completely. Proof. God, because you you knew that He was your only answer. Well, I, and you, you know why. My eyes started getting watery because of the new construction right. I, right. in this place. Allergies, I guess. Yeah. I remember, remember, remember when we got pregnant? I do. It was, it was fast. How long were we married? Four months. Four months. And we wanted children. I mean, I, I remember, but I remember when you told me, you go, looky here. I remember laying on the bed, mm. staring up at the ceiling going, I, I was mortified. I mean, of course, I was happy. I remember hugging you. Yeah, we're going to have a baby. And then I laid down. And I just went, I don't know how to be a dad. I have no idea. And it was at that point, you know, I mean, I really heard the Holy Spirit say, um, you haven't had examples, but I'll teach you because I'm the perfect dad. I'll never forget. It took the pressure off me. And, you know, I would just say to dads, listen, and the husbands who struggle either with leading your family, being a good dad, mm -hmm. um, or a husband, I mean, you want to follow, you want examples, because now 
you have a choice to follow, read, look at podcasts, whatever, to, to, to get prepared. And I did. But ultimately, God is really there to say, I'll help you. I'll, I'll teach you. Just you know, listen to me. Keep your eye on me. That, that has helped me. And nothing of my perfection. You know, I tell people, my kids gave me the best dad award out of, of obligation. I was like, kid, kids, don't lie. You can just put you're really, really, you're the best dad you could ever be. But, uh, and I'd be happy with that. But it's a process. And, and you know what? It is not about perfection because children, if you're just there, if you're just there and you even tell them, you, I think you've told our kids, you did not have the best examples. Even when our kids were teenagers, you go, I've never had teenagers before. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to do this. And just that, you know, this is, you're letting them off the hook. You're letting yourself off the hook. You're saying, I don't know how to do this. And you know what? Actually, our children, I think, are very gracious with us I, when yeah. we're honest. Yeah, they responded well to that. Uh, and duct tape to the chair. So they wouldn't go out and pull. So that... That would be when you were on duty. So that's what you would do when yeah. I went shopping? Velcro and duct tape. Okay. And Benadryl. And Benadryl. Okay, just for a waiver, that's not true. Because there may be one person out of the millions that listen to us go, I think I'll try it. You take the Benadryl to calm down. That might be the best thing. So here, let me, let me say something else about you as a father. Um, I think the expectations that I had... Um, was um, unrealistic because I didn't really know what that looked like. Did that uh, make sense just well, now? Yeah, uh, yes, kind of. I mean, so, okay, here's an example. We get married, you're a pastor, and I'm thinking, okay, we're going to have Bible studies every day. Oh, we're yeah. going to pray together every day. Oh, yeah. And then when we start having children, yeah. you're going to put on a priestly robe. Right. Break bread. Uh-huh. Every morning. Every morning bring the incense out to the kitchen. And, Smells and bells. Right. So not that that is a, uh, an expectation. I mean, you wouldn't be wearing the priestly robe. But I think when I learned to be okay with you not doing what I thought you should do yeah. and let you off the hook, it, yeah. I mean, I stopped expecting and then putting it on you. Yeah, and that caused less tension. Yes. Because you were wanting me to do something, frankly, I didn't wasn't led to, didn't have the capacity to, and it worked for some people. But we never even talked about it. This is no. just going on in my head. Yeah. This is how it's going to be, and I think we, we figured it out. We figured it out. We did. Speaking of figuring it out, let's circle back around to you submitting to me. I'm married 34 years. Mm-hmm. When are you going to submit, woman? I think I do. Yeah, actually you do. I heard one woman said, any woman, any wife that allows her husband to cut a watermelon on her stomach (laughs) deserves the highest submission award ever. Did I cut a watermelon on her stomach with my samurai sword? You did. How, How long ago was that? We were in Hawaii. Wow, like 25 years ago. Yeah. So see got to put that on my side I will. as submission. Did I put it on your flat belly? Or were you wearing uh, something? 
Oh, I think I pull I had your it. shirt up. A I think bit I no, I, no, you didn't. I think I was probably in a t-shirt. But so submission, Victor. I think I'm just trying to visualize. Yeah, your little belly button. I think. Sorry, we come back. We figured it out. It's it is an ugly word like it used to be for me yeah. because it's really, you know, for me learning just to trust the Lord and submit to the Lord. Yeah. If I didn't agree with you, that's all I have to do. When that's all, that's the one statement I've said. My wife always submits to me. Unless she doesn't agree with me. But then when I didn't <laughs> agree with you, you know, it was like, okay, God, I, I don't have to agree with you. So I would just pray. Well, and then, I mean, it, you guys, listen. Context helps. Backgrounds matter mm-hmm. for the way we respond or react to our mate uh, or family life. Because we're all bringing something in. I mean, you had an alcoholic father mm-hmm. who, in his bad days, just like my dad, when they, they were in that bad season of life, mm-hmm. um, I mean, would, you know, was very abusive to your mother. Yeah. And that would just cause you to be so angry. And um, you wanted your mom to stand up, but she was a codependent. Uh, she was terrified. She was terrified. Yeah. He terrified yeah. her from that. So. He was a vet. Had come back from the yep. war, yep. and uh, there were times I know he he beat her, and there's nothing y'all could do. Um, mm-hmm. Eight children, and how many years? Nine years. Uh, eight children, and a set of twins, yep. of which you're one of them. Yes, I am. And are you the baby twin? Well. Okay, yes, because Kathleen was born first, and then I was born four minutes later, so that would make me the last born. Okay, yes, last so born the baby of the, the baby. family. Yes, you you would always say that. And you're and the baby <laughs> of the family. <laughs> did you get everything you wanted? No. You got hand-me-downs. Yes, so Kathleen and I, we would get gifts that we'd have to split. <laughs> How cruel is that? That is horrible. I know. Here, here, girls. Here's some cotton candy. Yeah. Split you, it. This deck of cards, you <laughs> each get 20. How many are in a deck of cards? 26. You each get 26 cards. One of you can, you can split the Joker. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's an interesting thing because I, I mean, when we grow up with that, I don't know that we always realize it until we come into marriage. Oh, no way. And marriage marriage will pull it out of you. Yeah. And we say this stuff for, hey, you singles listening, we want y'all to get married. We want you to get married and then have lots of sex for procreation only. Okay, no. Well, we want you to practice. You got to practice a lot before you have a baby. Well, <laughs> yes, sure because we know... <laughs> That God created it. It is a beautiful gift. It is. And and right now, you know, this is what just the enemy's way. He'll get single people to have sex and mm-hmm. hook up and all this. And, you know, at a certain point, sooner or some rather later, they just know there's an emptiness in it. There's no connection. And, uh, you know, I'm always posting stuff mm-hmm. on social media about how we waited. Um, and somebody asked me today, they're like, when you say you waited, were you both virgins? I'm like, no. Uh, we had relationships before. Oh, when we met, we were both new Christians. Mm-hmm. And we're like, let's do this God's way. Um, and there was such a freedom and a power in that. W- once we finally, because we were friends for a while, 
uh, I want to be more than friends. But thank God he really allowed us to grow. Because you had no idea what you were getting into. I did not. Yeah. And I didn't know how much work I needed. And I certainly didn't know God. Although there were prophecies on my life. Mm -hmm. There were three prophecies, you guys, as a kid growing up. It was the same prophecy. And, And it was, was it three or two of them? It's in my book. Say them, and I'll see if you that God would use you to keep others from destroying themselves as a rod of love. Yes. So that happened. I know in the tenth grade, then happened again my senior year. Different churches, different states. So two times, and uh, I've had other words and things happen, but I never thought. I mean, I wasn't even hadn't even surrendered my life yet when I heard those. So if you're out there and you've heard people say, there's a calling in your life, you may be running. I was. Don't run. Mm -hmm. But let God prepare you and even prepare you. Be patient as you wait as a single. And don't compromise. Girls, ladies, women, ultimately y'all have full charge of it because y'all are what men want. And, uh, man, show restraint and dignity to wait. And if a guy doesn't wait, don't let him move you emotionally to compromise what you know is wrong because you'll feel bad for it. And uh, you're worth waiting for. And just tell a guy that if you like him, say, you know, I do believe I'm worth waiting for. And no matter how much we desire each other, if you're not willing to wait, you're not the right guy for me. If he moves on, thank God. Just say thank you, Jehovah. And and ladies, we like Victor said, we are the ones that hold the bar high or low. And if we know what we want and we're not going to compromise, guess what? You may help this young man, this man who wants to do right, but he's not used to even that idea of being challenged, you know what? This is where we're going to stay. We're not going to do what everyone else does. And for you, Victor and I, you know what? We did what everyone else did. And uh, time and time again, it just, it it was empty. It was, um, I mean, all those things that are promised. Doesn't come true. They do not come true. And thank God we were young. Yeah. And have to go through a a life of, you know, we just, Yes. And when we met, uh, you know, how old were how old were we when we met? Early twenties. I was 20? twenty-two when I met you, so yeah. you were twenty-one. Yeah. Yes. So we were young. Yeah, we, yeah. Were, we were young, and it was just like, thank God that we decided. Like, I got a uh, Instagram direct message today on on a post about this, and a girl said, "You know, I've already messed up with my boyfriend, but I'm a Christian. I love and respect you guys." How how do you how do you not continue? How do you what would you tell her? Don't do it. <laughs> so it, I mean, it's not you don't have to be you know this professor to figure out. You just simply stop doing it. Yeah. Go the other way. Yeah, run from youthful lust. And listen, do we have the capacity to just stop doing something that we know is not right? Yeah, our will. Of course we do. And then if you're believing, you got God's spirit, and you trust me, He will empower you he, if you just. 
Lord, I don't want to sow to the flesh yeah. or reap destruction. I want to sow to the spirit and reap life. And you That's know a what? scripture. And guess what? That conviction that we feel from the Holy Spirit, yeah. if we submit to that, God will enable us. He'll give us that power. If we stop listening to that conviction, then you know what? We get further and further away from the Lord. We stop hearing his voice. And then we stop feeling that conviction. I think that's why people can do that. That's why Christians can say, hey, it's okay if if I live with my boyfriend. God knows we love each other. So what happened? What happened to the person's faith? Well, I, I say this. If you love each other... Then get married. Right. If you want to be close, because sex is only meant for the bonds of matrimony. That's it. And I told the girl this. Just remember, you don't want to be sleeping with someone else's future husband. And does he really want to be sleeping with someone's future wife if you don't get married? So if you're good enough for sex, you're good enough for marriage. And if you ain't good enough for marriage... You shouldn't be having sex. Kapow. And plus, there's a ton of problems that come. Sex outside of marriage, from unwanted pregnancies, STDs. And people go, well, you know, we protect ourselves. You cannot protect yourself against mm-hmm. emotional pain and hurt. Loss of dignity. I mean, it goes on and on. So uh, there's not many people talking about this. But, I mean, my gosh, again, we come from a background that's not perfect. We were saved by God's grace. We really fell in love with the person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he empowered us to, he empowered our decisions to do right things. And now, when we got engaged, it wasn't a long engagement. It was not. It was three months. 90 days. Rawr. And that was, fortunately, we had a lot to do. Yeah, we <laughs> kept ourselves busy or we hung out with friends. Because obviously there was desire. My gosh, yeah. there were times we'd start, in the old days we call it necking, uh, making out. And then we'd realize, whoa, this is yeah. this temperatures. Is, right. I feel my temperature rising. probably not the best like, idea. Yeah. I was getting all Elvis. Thank you, baby. Uh, but I'll move on right now. And and we would literally flee. And and uh, But we had determined we will not sin against God like this. We don't want to dishonor God. And have you ever cheated on me since we've been married in 34 years? Never. Have you cheated on me? <laughs> I paused for dramatic Victor, effect. I paused for dramatic actually, effect. This December will be 34 years, but yeah, we are working in 34. Have you ever cheated on me? Never. Let me ask you this. Okay. Have you ever worried about me cheating on you? Never. You've never given me any reason to not trust you, which is a big thing. It's a big thing. And this is what I wrote in one of my social media posts. I said, you know, look, one of the best ways you can show somebody that I'll be faithful in marriage is show self-control when I was a single. Mm-hmm. And you saw that for me. And uh, I... Still one of the greatest compliments you've ever given me. You remember what you said? I do. Say it so I can feel all warm and fuzzy. I, you, I said you are a studly gentleman. Rawr. Okay, I didn't say studly. I but said I like it. I like you, that all. you are the only gentleman that I ever dated. Yeah. 
that's sad, but it's a reality. And that's why we go back to the beginning of our visit here is men need to rise up and be men. Mm -hmm. Men need to stand in the gap to protect women, not use them. Men, Men need to stand up in the moral backbone to make laws that protect children and women. And this is strong, but I'll tell you what, uh, you know, I heard about Nigeria, a state in Nigeria, putting a death penalty out there for anybody who raped a child. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm good with that. I think the consequence for raping a child should be death. Mm-hmm. Let that sink in for a minute. Uh, well, there's not enough I consequences, think, period. I think Jesus would agree with that because of what he said. If you stumble, if, a, if little you stumble a little one, it is better that a millstone be hung around your neck your and dropped neck. in the ocean. And I also think he said it would actually be better that you weren't even born. Yeah. I, just our, our country has gone so far from what's right, mm-hmm. what's wrong, what's just, what's not. And uh, men... Again, it's a call to y'all to stand up, to be godly men, or I would, I like saying, dangerous gentlemen. Mm-hmm. It, it's what you're called to be, and a lot, a lot of things in our society and culture and ills would be righted, including some of the women that are out there trying to lead, that have no moral. I mean, it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. They're promoting ungodly wickedness. But they're just they're just leading from evil, and uh, and women, I'd say this in closing: the power you have of influence is so misunderstood often and belittled in our country and culture, even in the world. Uh, when people talk about what we do, I'm always like, "She's the thumb in my back," who has said some of the most. I mean, unbelievable things that inspired me to be the best I could be. And uh, I remember one of them, we're in Iraq. We're determining risk assessment on a mission to go get some kids. or It was was really bad, a lot of fighting. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at you saying, hey, babe, this is, you know, this could be it. This this is going to... I remember There'll be that. some gunfighting and craziness, but to accomplish it. And do you remember what you told me? I would rather be married to a martyr than married to a coward. Yeah. I mean, that hit me. Uh, I, I remember the words, I'd rather be a widow, which is the same thing, than married to a coward. And I loved that because I was like, hell yeah. Rawr! Grab my spear and shield. Actually, it was my gun and kit. Get the team. We went and did the deal. And I actually remember that because I, I mean, there were a lot of unknowns. Yeah. And we knew that ISIS was everywhere. And I remember calling my prayer warrior Mm -hmm. and said, actually, WhatsApped her and said, here's the situation. Please pray. We do not know the outcome of this, and God gave me a peace in which he does, but Victor, I've always, I mean, I've always watched you. You stand out 
you've always stood out above the rest. You've always taken that risk. You've always answered the call when so many times other people wouldn't from going and, and helping somebody who's in the middle of the street uh, to helping a young woman who was just attacked, uh, watching a guy run away. Victor, you are marked by this uh, behavior. You have always demonstrated really a warrior protectiveness. That's just who you are. Yeah. Uh, those kind words. I don't think I don't think I could do anything else. I know. I believe you. I believe it. It's who you are. It's who God made you. Yeah. I, uh, and the worst thing that I can do mm. is to try to change you or try to conform you yeah. into this, don't do this, honey, don't do that. And right, it's like, you know what? You have got to, you cannot stay in a corral. <laughs> you have got to go out and it, it, it's been... It's been a joy um, watching you yeah. take risk at the at your own at your own risk. Well, God either has us or He doesn't, right? Yes, that's true. And we do, folks. Listen, we, I mean, we've got, I know, well over, want to be conservative, well over a hundred missions of of doing stuff, and it's multiplied if you start applying our associate teams mm-hmm. and. Uh, things that are beyond us because now we're kind of at that command level. But we still go and do, but mm-hmm. we are raising up people to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Here in the U.S., Southeast Asia, Iraq, and just like we talked about earlier, Colombia, South America, Mexico. Yep. So pray for us. Mm-hmm. Pray for us. And if you ever hear that I have been called home, by whatever means, don't ever think the enemy won. If we're ever gone because of uh, violence against us or whatever, don't ever think we were outside of God's will and or that we were pushing it too much. That would be the worst way to remember us. Just remember us as uh, disciples of Christ mm-hmm. who were willing to lay down their life to follow a call that he placed on us. And we love him. We love people. That's all we're trying to do. If you'd like to be part of what we do, you got to educate yourself. I hear this all the time, uh, especially I just spoke 16 times in three days, mm-hmm. me and Colonel Teagues and Chaz, and you were there uh, on military bases uh, trying to really shortcut and stop the suicide issue on some of the Army bases. And, um, you know, I just, people are like, how can I get involved? We always say, well, keep doing good in the current job you're at. Don't run from that. Educate yourself. Go to victormarks.com. Read every story. Pour through that like you just get so familiar. Read our mission statement. Sign up for our weekly email. We have a once a week email list. You can do that at victormarks.com. And then we have what's called a daily intelligence brief. Now, this will help you develop a mindset of what's true and what's not mm-hmm. as you watch or listen or read different news reports that come in because we're in a very, and this this current, what I'm talking right now is in the year 2022. And uh, this is a a year of election midterms, and you're going to start seeing a lot of false stuff hit out there. Mm -hmm. So we really encourage you to sign up for the Daily Intelligence Brief and uh, other things that we offer that could help. Just in general, we talked about marriage today. 
We have a marriage course, victormarts.com forward slash marriage. And we make everything easy. We've got a leadership course. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a moonshine, how to make moonshine in your trunk so you can drive around and sell it and make extra money. When ministry money ties That would are be down. for the entrepreneurs out there. Yeah, that's for the yes. entrepreneurs. And make sure it's legal in your state. You yeah. know, that's a joke. Just for those of you who are, you're listening or watching for the first time, it's a joke. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we're, we don't even know how to make moonshine. Come no. on. Uh, and and although we both have a past of of uh, you know drinking wine or whatever, I personally I'm not a I, don't, I can't even drink anymore. I don't even try. And I really love and appreciate those of you who uh, are sober. And I pray you continue your sobriety mm-hmm. um, because I, I'm not a fan of alcohol. Not saying that people don't have a liberty. You can. But you know what? We have found alcohol does not help things. No. Alcohol complicates things. Yeah. Just, just from my perspective, again, yeah. if you're if you're a, a teetotaler, yeah. If you're hitting the juice, the cough medicine, uh, I, I pray it's done in moderation, and there's no uh, addiction issues uh, to your life. Yeah. So, with that said, honey, mm-hmm. follow us on Instagram. Um, wherever you're seeing this video clip, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. And then you have a podcast too, don't you? I do. That you said you wanted your name up here. Right behind us. So, so my podcast is the Eileen Marks podcast. Oh, but mine is the Victor Marks. It is show. Oh, show. So maybe I need to do a Eileen Marks show. No, no, that's you. That's not me. No, that's not you. Yeah, yeah. that's not me. Not not so much. Not, 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 not really. really. <laughs> well, thanks for being not on so the Victor much. Marks. Show well, today. Thank you for having the me. The first one, although you welcomed me. I did. See? Mutual submission. Yeah. Oh, look at there. Yeah, as unto the Lord. As unto the Lord. Uh, but first one, first ones. In our new media center. Yeah. I yes. wonder how long we went. I don't know. I bet it'll be a few. You guys, we love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Remember, never give up. The Lord has his eye on you in his hand. And he cares for you even through the troubled times and the good times. Yes, he does. God bless y'all. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time. Thank you.